Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your Favorite Blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. Bye-bye, Sammy. Oh, Sammy. Did we even tell anybody about Sammy? We introduced the fact that we had him, yes, that he was a little red winter dog with long hair. So this is the quickest foster dog besides the very initial puppy that we've had. But also the weirdest thing about Sammy was his personality is a clone of Yogi. Even the way you deal with him is the same way you deal with Yogi. Right down to the, I'm scared of you approaching me too quickly. I'm going to roll over and be submissive. Yeah, same thing. If you knew how to deal with the Yog Dog, then you'd know how to deal with Sandman. He right. was easy to deal with. Such He's a smart cute. little dude. Sometimes. And he was cute. Stubborn. And he was loving. Stubborn. And I think he went to a super good home. Yeah. I'm happy for him. Me too. He has lots of friends where he's at now. Yeah, I'm very happy for him. I think he's, I actually think that that could be good for him. Might pep him up a little bit and make him more of, he's only four years old. Make him a little bit more active. Like Yogi gets to have a good time because he's had cats here and everything. He's not the only animal. He sort of only had his dad with him and his dad's like, what, eight years old. And it sounds like, sounds like the family that he came from, he didn't do a whole lot. He's a pretty chill little dude, but now he has a dog brother, a dog sister, and four cat siblings. It's places like that that started the whole battle against short-term rentals, though, like where we drove today. Because I'm going to say maybe as soon as four years ago and as late as six years ago, okay, they started building those houses out that way. Uh-huh. And you could buy those houses for 250000 base price. Okay. Now those houses are worth eight fifty, easy. Wow. Okay, but that's why what people are doing is they've bought those houses when they were super cheap and then they're Airbnb-ing them. Well, why the hell not? It's their house. Exactly. And it's interesting, though, because that's where it started was in sort of more, you know, on the outskirts. That's where the whole backlash started. In the cities, no one ever cared. Then everyone latched onto that whole argument about how, oh, there's strangers coming in and out and we don't know who they are. Well, when you really think about it, okay, we have a 66-unit apartment complex. Uh-huh. The minimum lease term is a year, minimum. She doesn't give shorter than that. Yet, how many people actually stay a year? 75%. Right. So there's a good quarter of them that just, they're gone in less than a year. How many of them stay longer than one year? 5%. Yeah, yeah, there's very high turnover rate. I think there's only three apartments who've lived here as long or longer than we have. So it comes down to, how is it any different someone making a little extra cash doing basically the exact same thing? Well, and how is it different from, like, having a roommate? Yeah. And how is it different than having a house guest come and stay for a week? What is the difference? You know what it is? It offends them that they're making money doing it. That's what it is. Who the fuck are they to on tell some somebody level, else how they can make money? Bingo. But on some level, they're offended that that person's smart enough to make money off of that. Well, I'm offended that they're trying to control somebody else's income. 
I'm offended by the whole thing because if I buy the property. Do what I want with it. I get to do what I want with my property. Right down to if I want to build a giant meth lab in the basement, my fucking house, if I want to blow it up with a meth lab. You can do that, but because meth is illegal, they can come and take it away from you. I didn't say I was going to cook the meth. I just said I was going to build a meth lab. Well, sure. You can do that. You can do anything you want with your house. Exactly. It's your house. Exactly. Put a baseball field, a miniature baseball field in your basement. Who cares? Right. It's your house. Do what you want. But the government has decided that they care. And right. won't let you put a baseball field, a meth lab, or an Airbnb room in your house. Right. And it's stupid. The Airbnb part especially is stupid. And the baseball field. But the, the Airbnb lab, part especially because you nailed it. It's like having a roommate. They don't tell people they can't have roommates. So why should they tell them they can't rent out their place short term? I agree. I completely agree. And then when you think about it, the city where we're in, there's a lot of hotels slash motels all over the place. So aren't those by their very nature the same thing? Yes. And there's a lot of those here. We're not talking about this being a small podunk town where there's one four room motel. Right. You know, we're talking about a place that houses hundreds of people. Why are we hiding behind? I have no idea. I have. I think it's absolutely asinine. And like that lady that we kind of touched on in our last episode when we talked about this that got up at the meeting, she lives in Anaheim and she's like talking about how some big company has come and bought up all the empty houses in their neighborhood and they're coercing people by giving them offers above market value for their houses so that they can buy them and Airbnb them out. So if I want to go and offer somebody 50000 above market rate for their and house. And that person wants to accept it? Then what's the problem? What's the problem? That's between two people. They do have the right to buy and sell real estate. Right. And if I wanted to rent out my house that I just bought in Anaheim for $50,000 above market value, and I rented it to a tenant that had a constant string of house guests, put it this way. What if it's a tenant who likes to sleep around and has a different woman coming every night? Who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? Here's the thing. Just stop. Here's the thing. It's the same kind of argument that was used against the homeless shelter down here. Let's pin things on the upcoming thing and blame it for these things that are already here. So so we're going to complain that some people are cooking meth in the neighborhood because there's an Airbnb. Those people would have found a way to come to the neighborhood and cook their meth regardless. Exactly. They would have come in, rented the place for a month, stayed for two, not paid the rent and gotten evicted and then done it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Exactly. Because they probably would have rented from a private renter and done it under a fake name. Yeah. So no eviction is ever reported. Exactly. And so they get away with it over and over and over again. So you're just telling me about problems that already exist in normal society. So stop pinning them on Airbnb. Airbnb is a giant scumbag of a corporation. I do respect that as a thing. But that doesn't mean it's their fault that there's a meth lab in your neighborhood. Well, right, because it's not up to them to screen the people. It's up to the person renting to them to screen the people. Right. I mean, I don't think people realize that it doesn't have to just be through the app. Right. I'm bothered by that concept, but I'm bothered more by the way they're trying to enforce their concept, which is using things that are already in place and blaming it on the new thing. No. Including their argument about the constant stream of people coming into their neighborhood. Well, yeah, that's why I use the example of our apartment complex, because here's the thing. You're right. Probably 75% stay for a year. All right. Then out of that 75% that stay for a year, about a total of 5% total come out. So, you know, it's probably more like 6% of the 75%, whatever. Right. There's a close percentage there. 
that comes and stays longer than a year. Then there's 25% that never, ever stay longer than a couple of months and they bail out. And it makes you wonder, like, how do they do that? But they do. And it happens with enough people consistently. And then at a year, a lot of people just boogie on out of here and get they're gone. Because right. they don't want to deal with the rent increase. And I'm not sure how they win that one because what they don't realize is the other apartment got a rent increase too. You know, other wherever you move to. Yeah. It's more expensive than the last guy paid. It's just interesting because we deal, my point in bringing that up is we deal with that on a regular basis right here. And this isn't an Airbnb situation. It's just a regular old rental. Right. So I don't, I really fail to see the significance that it's a quote, Airbnb, because the people who significantly want to make good money, they seriously want to make good money. They're not going to rent to one-offs that are only going to do one day here, one day there. They're going to start making rules like minimum one-week rental, minimum two-week rental, minimum 30-day rental. They're going to make rules like that because they want to make money. The other people are never going to make money. In fact, those people are going to say, well, see, that's why they should be outlawed. But, but those people have zero impact on your neighborhood because they might rent out their place every weekend and that's it. Right. So four different people come a month there. Like you said, family could be traveling through. And I'm sure there's places near Disneyland that people live near Disneyland that this is what happens. Actual real family members are coming from around the country and they stay with you. You know why? Because you live five blocks from Disneyland. right? And so they're going to stay with you because it's cheaper and they can go enjoy Disneyland. Well, like if my family wanted to come down and go to Disneyland, like if my yeah, brother somehow stay here. decided he would stay here. Yes. Maybe. And and it's okay. <laughs> and it's okay. That's right. the thing. But, you know, Nobody's these people are, about that. people are having a fit. Like, it's ridiculous. I could have the scumbaggiest family members in the world. They're still my family members. We'd still let them stay here if they were coming down for two or three days to go to Disneyland. Well, of course. And I do have some scumbaggy family members. But the, that's not even the point. The point is that they're putting into place and blaming issues on the Airbnb that are already here before the Airbnb, without the Airbnb. You know, I could respect, like, okay, so we live in this apartment building. I can respect if this apartment building made a no Airbnb rule. Yeah. You don't own this apartment. No. They do get to dictate what you do with this space. Yeah, because it's theirs. Again, but, you can only tell the owner. Only the owner can say what to do with the property. Right. And I respect that in neighborhoods that have an HOA, the HOA restricting it because you because you're in that agreeing to that and you signed their agreement to follow their rules. Yes. But the city, no. The fuck are you to tell people what they can do with their place? You're not. Shut up. It's just Stop. like when you become a member of a gym. Right. You know, the HOA is just like that. You become exactly. a member of a gym. You're paying a dues. Yes. And for that, you're expecting a service back. Exactly. And for them to give you the service ongoing, they're going to apply some rules and you must follow them because they are the owner of that business. When you buy a house in a neighborhood, you are made aware of the HOA rules before you make an offer on the house. So it's not like they come out of you, come at you out of nowhere. And you get to join the HOA board if you want to. Yes. You get to and you participate can influence in those that. rules. So if they want to ban Airbnb in a neighborhood that has an HOA, go for it. Yes, because they own that realm and they get to say what you do with it. The city of Buena Park does not. And they should stop because it's ridiculous. Yeah. Government has no place in it. Right. It's just like we were talking about. Remember I mentioned to you and I've been kind of intrigued by this idea and I'm going to need to research a little bit. But people talking about private police forces. You know, I'll tell you that later. I have two things to tell you later that may make it into an episode at some point, but I'm not ready to put it out there right now. All right. So keep listening for the extension to this topic. The Airbnb topic? Yes. Oh, God, we're going to have another conversation about this? It makes mm. me all sorts of fired up. It's an interesting topic because I couldn't be more libertarian on an issue than this. I couldn't. You know, 
I couldn't. What I the- totes think the owner says what happens with the property, period, the end. With the exception of HOA. Well, yes, because in that case, you've signed a contract. You've joined a group that right. gets to dictate what happens with your property. Just like you join a gym that gets to dictate how you use their gyms. In those houses that I manage, the one on the south side of the city is in an HOA neighborhood that forbids Airbnb. 100% forbids Airbnb. Okay. They dictate that if you're going to rent out your house, the lease term cannot be shorter than 90 days, which is interesting. Okay, whatever. So the fact that the house is listed on Airbnb and they can see that the minimum lease term is 90 days, they don't bother him because it's not technically a short-term rental. Because he's not technically a short-term rental anymore and he's adhering to their rules. Exactly. And And that's how they control whether they want those or not. And that seems reasonable to me. Don't you don't can't don't ban people from using a service to find tenants. Just restrict the How term. Can it is it. it is what it is. There's another neighborhood in the same city where it would be like if Hollywood part of Los Angeles, yeah. this area part of that bigger city. Uh-huh. And they no lease terms shorter than thirty days. And that because that's what they consider reasonable. Right. But banning think- it altogether seems asinine. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Again, the problem that I have with it is that they're not changing anything. By making it the, quote, usual way. Right. I mean, because as the owner of the property, I get to rent out the house if I want to. It's mine to do that if with. If you wanted to, okay, if you're a homeowner and you wanted to list your house on Craigslist for short-term rentals, they don't care. But you realize, okay, you realize like they have the 30-day minimum, like you mentioned, uh-huh. minimum term. You realize that the only difference between you renting those five rooms out in your house or some company named Airbnb renting out those five rooms in your house is you're paying for a professional to list and rent your your property. And you're giving them a fee for that. The other way, you're not paying somebody. You're doing it yourself. It's exactly the same situation. You're giving them a certain minimum lease term that they have to pay rent for. Yeah. You would do the same thing on your own. There's no difference. The only difference is if you could make $1,000 on the deal, you're only making $1,000 minus, you know, X percent, whatever percentage that they charge. I have zero clue how much that is. Say we own a house and the neighbor on our right rents out his property through Airbnb and the property owner on our left rents out his house. Directly. Just using like Craigslist and directly. That's how he advertises it. I a hundred times over prefer the Airbnb neighbor because Airbnb ID verifies people. Yeah, that way you know they are who they say they are. Or at least you have somebody connected to them who is who they say they are. Well, that's why, boy, we're getting all over the place tonight. But that's exactly this whole verification thing. It's exactly why the driver share places are getting into trouble because they're not publicizing to the public enough the need to look at that app and go, says the guy's name is Alejandro and he has black hair and he wears glasses. Well, why is the guy in the car bald with no glasses? That's not Alejandro. But people aren't doing that. Right. So then that's when weird things happen. Robberies, murders, rapes. Well, they're also not checking that if it says it's a red Subaru that that's a green the car. Ford shows up, they're still getting in because they're stupid and they don't want to be late for wherever they're going. Don't. Contact your rideshare place. Tell them there's something fishy. Get Mr. Sketchy McDouche off the road. I wonder if the way they do it is that they, they drive for the same company. Like, let's say they're driving for Lyft, right? And they wait and they sit there in an area and a, a dress comes up, a pickup. Uh-huh. And they just say, cancel. Don't want that one. Now they know the address. They know someone's going to accept it. But they're already boogieing their way over there. That would only work for a very short time because they'll remove your account if you cancel too many rides. Still would work. 
You know what I think happens? I think that groups of people get together and use one account to do Lyft slash Uber so that they can hit the bonuses. And then you think they take advantage of the fact that there's so many people using it that no one would know who it was? Pretty much. But that's why, you know, same thing. If people would would do their own deal and make sure they were with the right people, with the right driver, a lot of this shit wouldn't happen. So that's why you're right. I would much rather, if I'm sandwiched between two rentals and I'm living there in the middle house, I would much rather the Airbnb checked out person right. than the person next door where, let's face it, a lot of landlords, they say it's a $45 fee for credit check. And then they either A, don't do a credit check or B... They have one of those systems where they pay a flat fee per month for as many credit checks as they need. So they're making money on the deal. We all know this. Okay. And I think sometimes they just get super complacent and they don't even bother to do the check. And so, yeah, sketchy, weird people get through. I mean, I think we're lucky where we live. She does a pretty good job of screening people. Well, there are certain rental managers who, if you will upfront pay for the entire year of renting cash, they don't do the credit check. Yeah. And I think that's terrifying. I would still do the credit check and find out what's going on in your past. Even if you have a low credit score because of some big ass debt, I would still accept you. But if yeah, you because have there's zero like, risk being paid. But if you've like faulted on a thousand things and have all this like fraudy stuff on your record, I'm not going to rent to you, even if you were going to pay in cash for the entire year yeah but that's what i'm talking about i think they get complacent and they don't do the checks that they're supposed to do and that's where the problems come from that is where the problems come from it's just like the problem with the lift is the person using it not being safe right the problem with apartments and rentals is the person renting it out not doing their job all the way yeah there's diligence required on both sides anyway we got a long day tomorrow apparently we'll tell everybody about it on monday all righty all righty Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production. 